This one's for the culture. Me and wifey in the room thinking of a master plan Thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand Knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hand Still ten toes down, we ain't switching up the stance The mission of- And welcome, welcome, welcome to our Magic Johnson episode That's episode 32 of The Bond Chronicles I am Mr. Bond Chronicles on Instagram and Mr. Ray Bond on Twitter And my host here I have is Mrs. Bond Chronicles on Instagram Twitter, you know, the struggle. Yes. Um, So we are on Twitter. We are on YouTube. Continue to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, We are steadily climbing. Our Kevin Samuels episode still gets comments, so we might have a moment in history on our hands (laughs) at this point. Uh, But shout out to him and his platform. Um, Shout out to us and what we've done. Shout out to you for what you're doing. Uh, We recognize people that may be watching. It's been it's been a rough week, rough week or two for a, quite a few different people. Yeah. Um, so definitely want to send our condolences out to those people, uh, praying for comfort for you in this time. Hopefully we can bring some entertainment to you. We got some some good topics uh, to get into here today. Um, yeah. So episode 32, we can jump into it. Or did you have anything else? No. No? no All I right. I think so. Um, we'll also check out our Facebook. There will be pictures. Uh, oh, we didn't, I guess I'll mention, we had our baby shower uh, oh, this yeah. past weekend. So That was dope. It was. Uh, so we will have pictures, videos, and things like that posted. Typically, we try and keep things on our Bond Chronicles social media, strictly Bond Chronicles. But since we've talked a ton about parenting and we're going to talk more about parenting uh, here today, I felt it was beneficial to kind of share. I mean, the kids are kind of like they're part of the Bond Chronicles, like they give us a lot of material to work with. Like, yeah, but we don't post them on our social media for the podcast. Hmm. Maybe we should change that. I don't know. I disagree. Okay. No. Or not. We talked about it. When we, we looked at some different people and I was showing you, typically podcast social media is podcast social media. Unless it's like huge events like... The baby shower. The baby shower or if we got married or something like that. We're but, already married. I was giving an example mm. of something. Okay. Um, so we're also a fast start here. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had a, quite a few big, big announcements, some of which we'll get to. Um, but because we have to be responsible, we did hear about R. Kelly. Um, we're not going to get into that here today. Something we probably re- will revisit maybe in a bonus episode, maybe, maybe not, um, or maybe even next week. But we didn't want to have this episode without touching base on it. It's crazy he has to wait until May to get sentenced, which, again, I don't know how the legal system works, but that's how the legal system works. Um, so, yeah, I did want to make sure that we acknowledge that, uh, his rightful conviction. I know we've talked about that uh, him a bit on this episode, and my thing was, don't say anything until there's a final verdict, and now we have that. So he was found guilty. Uh, what of, have we talked about him? We mentioned him a couple of times where you've said, like, separating the artist from the art. And he's somebody that you can't do that with. And we talked about him versus Chris Brown and him versus other people. And you've just said, nah. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, it remains the same. Like, he's a garbage person. And for him, like, well, I mean, we'll obviously we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, So, in the spirit of music, uh, in a positive note, (laughs) not that guy, (laughs) uh, we have the BET Hip Hop Awards that are tomorrow night. And I will say... 
we've talked about a number of award shows on this podcast. We did not talk about the image was the last one. Like no black people won. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. Uh, outside of for a writing credit. Um, but as far as the actor roles, nobody won anything for that. And we didn't talk about it, and I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it here because I'm not really surprised. That's how things are. But we have an opportunity and to embrace our award show. And so we talk about Black Wall Street, we talk about black excellence, we talk about supporting black businesses, we talk about all this black-centric stuff. But historically, I feel like people have kind of poo-pooed what the hip hop awards or BET awards are. And I don't feel like that's right because in essence, it's for me, it's the narrative of we're seeking validation from white people. Oscars, Emmys, Tonys, what's the other thing? There's another big one. Oscars, Emmys, Tonys, Grammys. Um, and so typically that is the validation. Uh, unless you're Kanye West and you pee on it um, or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but typically speaking, the quote-unquote white award shows are the ones that get the publicity. Those are the ones that people celebrate. Uh, those are the ones that you can negotiate bigger contracts, bigger deals for. And a BET Awards or the BET Hip Hop Awards is kind of like a just a thing for Black people. And I really hope that we can begin to rewrite that narrative. I've seen some more support for it uh, on socials, but we're going to get into kind of some of the performers and then some of the topics. And for me, they make it hard because I don't know the time frame that they're judging, but I don't feel like this award show based on the nominations and things I've seen will properly tell the story of what this year was in hip hop. And this has been a massive year in hip hop. Like we just got a Meek album, which we have, we're not going to talk about, but, Wale released a single, pretty much anybody who's anybody, Wayne dropped a, a dual mixtape with Rich the Kid, everybody's put out music. And I don't understand the lead time, I don't understand how these things work, but based on the nominations and the performance and the awards, I don't see that being reflective of hip hop. But that's my two cents. Hmm. Once upon a time people would go and participate and celebrate the BET Awards. Like when they first started happening, like I remember everybody was there and the performances were great. Like you agreed, and even when you disagreed, like the people who were nominated and won in the, you know, the different categories, like you could, you understood why and how and all of that. Um, but I think there is like a gap in time when management of the of BET, like the company itself, when Bob Johnson sold it. Yeah, when I mean, even when Deborah took over, and she was doing everything she was doing, and then it changed hands from her to the next person, like all of that, mm -hmm. I think is when you really saw that. Although it says BET is you know black entertainment, like <laughs> it wasn't representative of. Black people and where we were going. It was a lot of that same, you know, like the hood ghetto stuff. Like it was a, a lot of the content that they were producing at that time period. It just was awful. And even black people were just like, come on, we're not, we're not even like this anymore. Right. Um, and the award shows were really reflective of that. 
And so people stopped showing up. So people stopped watching. Like you would you would watch it. And more than half of the people who were receiving rewards yeah, weren't, there weren't even there to get them. And then the performances were just like, I don't even know who this person is on the stage. Like it just had a really bad fall off. Um, and I guess in the last four-ish years, they've been trying to change that. Like they've been, they've changed a lot of their content. Um, and then especially within like the last two years, they've gotten more in touch with who their actual audience is and they've changed content and they've done a lot better at producing the show, getting people there that folks want to see. Um, but it became a joke because it was a joke for a little bit. And so I think as they continue down the path that they're on, like as they start to get more people back interested in the award shows, then maybe they can bring up the caliber of quality. Um, but again, as a community, if we don't support it, then what does it all really mean? It doesn't matter. But like you said, I think because the industry still puts so much emphasis on those other awards until we start, like even the NAACP awards, like those I think, are, have been really good in the last few years. Like all of the actors who got snubbed at various award shows got respect at those um, at the NAACP awards. Um, the Stellar Awards, um, that's predominantly produced by a Black organization, that's a really good award show. So I think until we as a community start really paying attention and supporting and talking about and tweeting about these award shows, no one else is going to care because that that's just what the wave is. And so I agree. Uh, I agree with that. I believe we're in a different era where we're starting to try and reclaim black excellence and our yeah. culture. My problem in that becomes, and J. Cole's on tour right now, right? Mm -hmm. Heard so, it's really good. so my issue and I don't think they can plan this. I'm sure this was planned probably a year in advance. But I think the problem right now is we have the hip hop awards and every major hip hop artist is on tour. So what we have, we get Baby Keem, Bia, Gunna, Isaiah Rashad, Lil Jon, Toby, and, and what? <laughs> yeah, I can't pronounce his name. I don't know. And I like him. He's dope. I do too. And then Young Thug. Those are the performances? Those are the performances. So for me, when I look at this year in hip hop, I think of Big albums, I think of big collabs. Baby and Dirk are on tour. They're not going to be there. We just talked about J. Cole's not going to be there. Um, I don't know if Tyler's on tour. I don't um, think he is, actually. I don't think he is. Um, and the, and I think this is just hip-hop, which is weird. Yeah, it's that they're not. There's, I don't know if there's a separate R&B award or if that's supposed to get loved on the BET Awards. That's but, the BET Awards. They do, like, everything. Yeah, I don't like that. Like hip hop and R and B, there should be an R and B section because her needs her respect. But no, but I feel like she got it at the BET Awards. No. No. I didn't feel that way. I don't even think she performed, did she? I thought she did. Mm. I know she won because her mom came up there with her. I don't know. We have to check that. Um, yeah. But there's been a bunch of dope R and B artists that have come out since then, like. Snow definitely didn't get recognized. And I think that album was great. Seven obviously just came out. 
Uh, apparently, summer's on our way. So I'm not going to go down that path. But no, my... it was Jasmine Sullivan who came up with her mom. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like she in the category that she was nominated in, she lost to Jasmine. Mm, shouldn't have. Uh, although that album <laughs> was really good. Um, but no, so to follow that up, so we have certain people I give like exemptions. You know, Baby and them, they're on tour. There's the Legends out back in the streets tour with Jeezy, oh, Two Chains, yeah, yeah. Gucci, Boosie. So a bunch of them aren't going to be there. Granted, not many of them have put out music recently, but they can't be there to perform. Got it. But then there's still some other massive names that aren't performing. Wale, apparently you have music coming. Why aren't you performing? Meek, you just put out an album. Why aren't you performing? Jay and Beyonce, why aren't y'all performing? Diddy, you have music coming. Why aren't you performing? Like, there's a bunch of massive artists that could still perform mm -hmm. that aren't. I don't even know if they'll be in attendance, but that to me is still problematic and that we've watched all them other award shows and we saw the same recycled um, Doja, Meg, and Cardi pretty much rotated. Lil Baby had a couple, I think, performances still this year. Um, but I, I get y'all don't want to touch the baby. Still a live show killer. He's not performing. Like, there's just Fabio who put out an album this year. He's dope. He's not performing. What's that guy? Uh, 42. 42 does. does. But he, I think he might be on the um, Dirk and Baby tour. Mm. Maybe. I know he, he runs with them a lot. Uh, but that's kind of the disappointment for me. But then I look at the nominations, and I think they missed again. I, I do like two. We just saw that. There, we didn't just see. But we saw that there were two things. DJ of the year, which the people can vote on. I think that's a dope new category, especially through COVID yeah. and how verses started, but how DJs were doing their DJ sets. I think that's great that they're going to be recognized i would love to see d nice for what he did mm -hmm. but cassidy had a really dope year as well um so a number of djs did some really good things um so i'm good with that uh best hip-hop platform i think that's dope one i think it'll raise awareness for some of these platforms that may not get as much love because genius i'm not familiar with them I like genius um, of all of the ones that are nominated that's probably my favorite one really? yeah and then shout out the shade room because they got a, a nom here uh complex breakfast club so i think that's dope um, I think that's really dope that they're taking time. One, people can vote on that too. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't voted, um, you, I believe there's still time to vote as time of this airing. Uh, so I think that's cool. I think that's a step in the right direction. And then we get into best hip hop video. And we have Up. How long ago was that? The last year. Was that in 2021? I don't think so. All right, I think that's 2020. Yeah. Um, WAP, super old. Go Crazy, great song, super old. Laugh Now, Cry Later. That wasn't even on Drake's album. It's mm -hmm. that old. I mean, it was it was this year. It was early this year. But though. it wasn't on the three pack and it wasn't on his album. So it's super old. Right, but I'm still it's it was this year at least. But my point These is, other songs, Go Crazy, that was last year. Montero. That was this year. That was this year? Yeah. Oh. I don't even know how that's <laughs> best hip hop video. And that's the thing, even for Lil Nas S, like I didn't think that he was hip hop. Like, there wasn't, like, I thought he was a pop artist. I thought he was a country artist initially. No, I never thought he was country. He won country awards. I mean, he did. Begrudgingly, he did. But I still wouldn't have considered him country. I would have considered him pop. And even now, like, there's nothing about him 
or the music of his that I have listened to that says hip hop artist. So I don't think, and this is no shade on him, but I don't think he deserves to be nominated in this category at all. Like video of the year at MTV Awards, that makes sense. Video of the year at the Hip Hop Awards, eh, not so much. Um, so that was a, a bunch of misses there for best hip hop. Um, and again, I don't watch a ton of videos, but there was a number of others that I think could have won best collaboration. Again, like, and I, I'm a huge Dirk fan. I've become a huge Dirk fan. But laugh now and cry later. There's been bigger collaborative efforts. Um, WAP, Mr. Right Now, most people don't even know that song. Yeah, I think in that category, Bia and Nikki are going to win. Like, And that's a shame because every chance I get, mm, love that song. Still play it in the car occasionally what? when I'm going to work. Every chance I get. Off oh, Khaled's okay. album. Yeah. Um, and I thought, oh no, that, that was the one. Did you see the, like, they had the cartoons about it? Where they were in the studio as a cartoon of Lil Dirk and Lil Baby, and Dirk's like getting mad, and Kyle's like, keep going, and Baby just keeps rapping. No, I didn't see that. You'll have but, to show it to me. Uh, it was entertaining. <laughs> uh, but Back in Blood for the street people, apparently that's the anthem of the clubs of the year. Uh, so some of those are right, but again, all those songs are pretty outdated at this point. And so I don't know the time frame, but that was probably the most disappointing thing for me. Song of the year. Like Roddy Rich late at night, like that it's old now. Like song of the year. There's no way that's song of the year. Um, obviously we got no certified lover boy on here. We got no Donda. Um, uh, no, no 95 South's not on here for song of the year, no J. Cole options, no Nas, and even the Nas and Lauren Hill song that everybody loved. Yeah, that didn't give it. We got up, we got WAP, whole lot of money remix. Laughing Out Cry Later, and Back in Blood. Um, so we got Lil Dirk for every chance I get for best collab, but then they're not even up for song of the year. Like It's just certain things that just, I don't know who was in control of it. Um, I'm not going to get into some of these other ones, best featured verse, impact track, Montero called my name. Please don't let me go on that tangent. I would love to see Lil Baby and Kirk Franklin win for We Win. I definitely think that was a very impactful song for me off of the Space Jam soundtrack. Um, I like the Raspity um, nomination. Impact? What did it impact? I'm just, I, I just appreciate the fact that they even nominated her. One, because she still does not get a whole lot. When, when I think of lyricists, when I think of female rappers, she is really, really good. I agree. But for the body of work that she's put out compared to the popular rapper, female rappers of today, she does not get the respect she deserves. Like, I would even like to see Cash Doll nominated. Like, if you're fine with what Meg the Stallion does, Cash Doll should definitely <laughs> be on this list. Like, I can think of, like, four or five other female rappers who deserve to be just even in the conversation, and they're not. And, like, I like Cardi, but... Cardi has not put out any new music in a minute. And she's completely content doing everything else that she's doing. She's really made it clear herself. Y'all ain't getting no music anytime, anytime soon. Anytime soon. Um, like she, her and, um, what's his face? Offset are in Paris right now. So they're not even going to be at the award show. 
<laughs> right, it's Fashion Week, right? Yeah. yeah. So they've been tearing up Fashion Week. Um, Meg The Stallion, like, I don't hate her. I just, I've seen her on every award show all year. Long. I have, and I think my it, the irritating point for me is that the music that she gets nominated for isn't really as good as the other music of hers that I've actually listened to. Listened to, like I think she has freestyles that are better than pretty much all the music on her albums, um, and I, I just I don't understand it. And again, this is the hip hop awards. And I know that people consider rappers different from lyricists or whatever, but people who like hip hop, people who love rap music, like you look at the artists that are nominated and you think of like all the music that came out. Up in, like, let's say even if they had to cut off what you could submit for a nomination, let's say August. A lot of music came out this year up until August. And to see the nominations, you would think that the, the I don't know, like it irks me that J. Cole was only nominated for a couple um, songs. It, it bothers me that Nas isn't getting more acknowledgement. But then I also have to think about the other people <laughs> who care about this genre of music and they don't listen to a lot of Nas. Nas is an overhead. They don't listen to a lot of J. Cole because J. Cole don't be saying nothing. J. Cole don't speak to those people. But then when I think about even the stuff that was nominated for that body of work, like, I don't know. It's disappointing. Like, I'm going to watch because I support Black folks and Black people doing positive Black things. Um... And I guess I, I want to see some of the performances, maybe. I don't know. It's it's uh, it's just different. Yeah. Um, so although my goal is to obviously support because it is black, I think I know things just got to get better. Like Meg's nominated for album of the year. If you're going to have an award show in October, don't give me an album that came out in November. Of the year before. Yeah, they came out last like, year. Like, that's nuts. The album's almost a year old, and it's up for album of the year, and it didn't do what it was supposed to do, given all that was behind it. Um, so we are going to watch, because I believe it's our responsibility. I'm going to be rooting for a couple artists that are nominated, um, and it's a big night, big day for them. Again, Dirk's nominated for a bunch of stuff, but he's on tour. So is Lil Baby, so I don't know who's going to accept all these awards, Pusheisty, <laughs> who's nominated for Back in Blood twice, is in jail still. So I don't know. I, I don't know the thought process. I don't know who's in these rooms making these decisions, but hopefully they'll just continue to tweak and get better um, and be a little bit more in touch or update their timeline to, to embrace a lot more of the artists that came out. So on that front of embracing artists and a huge shift, from the narrative that we've seen in recent years. We got the Super Bowl uh, came out with their new lineup. And it is- For the halftime show. For yeah. the halftime show. And it is power packed. Um, we got Dr. Dre, we got Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and Snoop Dogg. And very possibly others could be named later uh, or you know make special guest appearances. So obviously, Colin Kaepernick, 
is still without a job, and at this point, he's not getting one. Yeah, it's dead. But for a long time, the the idea was, and Jay Z had told people like, "Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do the Super Bowl. Don't give them your attention. Don't blah blah blah. Boycott the Super Bowl and halftime and all that." Then Jay Z showed up as the new brand ambassador for the NFL and music and all of that. And then we got the weekend last year, which was it was, it was decent. Awful. Uh, okay, she says awful. <laughs> I thought it was decent. I'm not a big weekend fan, so I wasn't excited. So I had pretty low expectations. And now we have in LA in Inglewood the artist that we just named. So obviously a huge ticket, uh, huge performances. And so one, I don't know how Colin Kaepernick currently feels about this, but. If we moved on beyond that, what do you think of the lineup? I mean, I think the lineup is dope. Like, I mean, and we talked about this on the sports episode. I don't really pay much attention to football anymore a lot because of the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. And I was one of those people who was side-eyeing Jay-Z when he took on the position that he took on because, it to me, at the time, it wasn't a good look considering – I mean, even when you look at the way that the NF – the players are being treated by the owners and the you know the commission commissioner right um, and eric reed is now sorry eric reed is also without a job he was one of the main supporters of kaepernick who in his last effort i think he led the team in tackles like was almost a pro bowler an all pro player and now he can't get a job but continue um i don't like how they've handled the deshaun watson situation so far like there's a lot of things about the NFL that I just can't, I just can't get with anymore. Um, and for me personally, throwing a bunch of black faces at the soup, you know, at the halftime show, I get it. It's for the entertainment portion of it, but I still want to know why aren't there more black NFL team owners? I want to know why there aren't more black people and power and positions of power within the NFL. So I think it's super dope, <laughs> you know, this moment in history that um, is going to showcase hip hop. Like it's not typically something that you see at the Super Bowl because they typically feel like that's not something that their audience wants to see. But I think the impact of the boycotting and people speaking out against the NFL has definitely showed them that a lot of their money also comes from the black community. So I think this is a great way to placate black folks and bring some of the viewership back in, even if it is just for Super Bowl halftime. Um, I mean, I think it's great marketing. I think the NFL is the NFL because of their marketing. Um, it's one of those things where, like I heard the lineup and it's like, oh, that's so great. And then I'm like, but it's the NFL. But it's the NFL, yeah. If this was the NBA halftime, I'd be like, or All-Star Weekend, like, mm -hmm. I'd be super pumped. But one, adding Eminem to me, I've never been a huge Eminem fan. Um, I don't think he fits. I don't see how Mary fits. I mean, em like, Eminem fits. <laughs> he fits. He fits with the group. Like, he's Dre, he's Aftermath, he's all that. So I get that. But how's he relevant? To hip hop today. I mean, technically, none of them have put out new music in. But hip hop, but Snoop Dogg is still hip hop. He is. He is. Dr. Dre, for what it's worth, he, him and Kendrick are still hip hop. 
I mean, let people tell it, like, Eminem is still hip-hop. Like, the whole beef he had with MGK, and there's been some other things that he's done since then and before then. Like, people still, and I think he put out some music not that long ago. Um, I didn't listen to it because I liked old, angry Eminem. <laughs> I mean, most people, old music is better anyway. Um, But, for, I, I mean, for the purposes of the performance, like, Eminem is commercially one of Dre's biggest artists ever. Yeah. So it makes sense that he's going to be there. And I'm sure it'll be, you know, it'll be, it is going to be great. Like there's no doubt in my mind that creatively in that new stadium with all the technology, with the minds that are involved, the performance is going to be legendary. I don't doubt that at all. It's just hard for me to get excited about it. I will say I think this is going to be one of those Super Bowls where most people, when the halftime's been going on recently, people start talking or they walk away. People ain't walking away. Oh, no, I'm watching. I might not. I mean, I guess it depends. If we have people over, uh, depending on how many people and how many females are here, I might watch the Super Bowl game. Um, But I'll definitely tune in for halftime. And then I'll go back to doing whatever I was doing. I mean, well, I, it's a long way away. We haven't watched Super Bowl here yet. We right? did. We watched it this year. Did we? We didn't go over Christmas? No, we had people come over. Okay. Um, well, maybe we will. I don't know. Uh, by then, we'll have another child. So yes. A really so small child. A really small child. So, uh, so we'll uh, see. Hmm. I don't know. I have to figure that out. Probably like a month and some change old. Yeah. Barely. Um. So, I mean, again, I think it'll be super dope. I would say hearing, I think Snoop set and Inglewood is probably going to get the biggest ovation, but. Um, I'm thinking Kendrick. Personally, I'm thinking, like for me, the most anticipated um, is definitely going to be Kendrick because one, we're waiting to see if he's going to drop an album this year. Oh, yeah, it would be a while. We've heard some features. There's been obviously movement and stuff on social media. So if Kendrick drops an album. Yeah, but I don't think, I think regardless, he's not in the short time span that you have, unless he drops something legendary. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think just the way that he's already come out, like swinging, I think that he's about to drop some fire. Like <laughs> a fire song doesn't mean no, it's gonna I'm, be because he has like you probably gonna get to do a verse or two, maybe two songs max. He has to do something better than the two songs that he has, which he has a couple, but he has some massive songs. I mean, you, I was gonna say like even if he just does loyalty, like that. Uh, I don't know. I think it hits different. One, yes, it it. It's gonna sound good because of where they are. But he's going humble. Yeah, I think he'll do humble. Um, I don't know. Like, he could pretty much perform any of his big hits, and they'd be they'd go really nicely um, for the Super Bowl performance. Um, if somehow they work out a collab song between him, Dre, Snoop, and Eminem, I don't want to say that. Like, this is, like, the last round of verses for me when these people are up here on the stage. I just want to see you perform your biggest songs. That's what the Super Bowl is about. Don't give me this off-brand or this really dope song that y'all made up for this event. I don't want to hear that. 
I want to be able to rap or get hype along with whatever the performance is. Play your biggest joints. We know there's so like what's two. What's gonna do? Mm, I think it would do nothing. Uh, I'd have to think because he has about five huge songs. Name them, please. Like he wouldn't do "Drop It Like It's Hot." Uh, nothing but a G thing. He's not doing that at the Super Bowl. Why wouldn't he? Because he's not doing that at the Super Bowl. Try again. He's not doing like gin and juice at the Super Bowl. He's not doing murder was a case. Like he's not doing. <laughs> I think I disagree. We are going to get Hallmark Snoop. We're not getting. No, we are not. Yes, we are. Snoop has a whole brand, and like everybody loves him. Like he's Uncle Snoop. He's in the Corona commercials. Like he does his thing. But we're not getting. Yes, we we we're get, we're not gonna get Death Row Snoop. I could easily see Gin and Juice definitely being. Gin, he's not doing Gin and Juice at the Super. Why Bowl. would he not do Gin and Juice? Because I think he's he literally not is. doing Gin and Juice at the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, well, we're gonna agree to disagree. That, that's that's not a quote unquote family friendly appropriate. They didn't song. get these people to be family friendly. Yes, they did. When Beyonce did Formation, was that family friendly? Do you know how much flag she got for that performance? My point is... Like, white folks were pissed. Okay, but the this guy, he doesn't come off as somebody that still Dre is definitely probably going to get played. I think they'll do still Dre because they can't not do still Dre. Him and Dre on the same stage for the Super Bowl, they can't not do it. But we're next not, episode, we're not getting that either. We're not getting they might do uh, like they will probably do like a melody of all of those still Dre. Um, he, I can easily see him going drop it like it's hot, or uh, no, nah, he wouldn't do beautiful, that's not big enough. Um, like, I could it even, also no, nah, he wouldn't do the Weedham Boys or because he's featured on that, but the Steelers won't be there because they suck. Um, I think we're getting. It, Two out of those three. We're getting Gin and Juice next episode We're of Still Dre or G thing. We're getting two out of put those. Put money three. on it. Mr. I'm a betting man. I put money. We're not getting gin and juice. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to defer for the moment. <laughs> I definitely think we're getting Still Dre next episode. I don't know how many songs Snoop would get. But if Snoop does his where it's his song, because these three are featuring Snoop. Snoop's song will be Gin and Juice if he does a song He's by himself. Not doing so if he does a song by himself, I think would... he would do Drop It Like It's Hot before Gin and Juice. And that's family friendly. Do you can you imagine the visuals that are going to go with Drop It Like It's Hot? He doesn't have to have those kind of visuals. What do you think I mean, visuals are coming with Drop It Like It's Hot? Even when you look at the video, it's not a bunch of naked women dancing around, twerking, and everything. And if people are okay with watching Meg at the Grammys, so then are... you just you just. Completely contradict yourself with saying that it's going to be family friendly because Megan and we're not family friendly. What I'm saying is they're not going to have him up there rapping about smoking weed and it's legal in California. What do you mean? The NFL just legalized weed. Telling you, we're not getting gin and juice. Okay, we're just not. All right. Well, agree to disagree. I told you put money on him. I just don't know. I can't renege. I don't know. What his set will be. I'm saying if he gets to do a song by himself, it's gin and juice. 
But I don't know how he's going to be incorporated. He's probably going to do drop it like it's hot. Like, I would say for him, he's probably going to do drop it like it's hot. Like, I don't know we can bet, but if Snoop gets a single song by himself, I'm picking Gin and Juice, you can have drop it like it's hot. I'm saying that he's not performing Gin and Juice. I don't know what the difference is between what I just said and what Because said. I don't know if he's going to get to do a song by himself. I mean, like, it's a 20-minute performance. Right, and there's like six artists. Kendrick has to do a song or two. M's going to want to do a song or two. Somehow Mary has to do a song. I think Mary's going to be like featured, like singing on songs. Dre's going to have maybe two or three songs. I so mean, the likelihood that M, that Snoop Dogg is going to get a song by himself, I think, is small. I think what more than likely is going to happen, it's going to be like a melody of like all of Dre's greatest songs and like the influence that Dre has had on all these people, individuals' career. Like, we're probably going to get, um, what's that song? Um, dun, 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 the Mary J. Bosch song. You know, I can't think of the name of it. It's the one with the video, and everybody's happy. Turn this Dre track way up high. It's like playing in my head, and I literally can't think of the name of the song. I don't know that song, but you Mary shouldn't play that song. High. She should. Like, it's it's like one of her biggest songs. Like, like in a dancery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, yes. That in should play. Yes, he's gonna play because really the focus is Dre. Right. Like, so I think more than likely it's going to be a melody of songs that Dre has produced. Right. Songs It'll be on Dre stage, and then all these other people are gonna keep coming up. Happening. Which is why I don't think we'll get Gin and Juice well, because we're not gonna get Dre is going to be. On stage, and then M will come up and do a couple songs. Mary's gonna come, and it'll be these transitions. They might have forgot about Dre. I don't see why they wouldn't. That was a really popular song. Him and Eminem did. Yeah, I, like, can, I can see that. They can. I mean, obviously, they're gonna do edited versions. They're not gonna cuss. Yeah, definitely not. That um, part of family friendly, but I don't even know what words they have to bleep out now because it will be on. I don't know Super Bowl. NBC, on, right? NBC. I don't know Fox. C, no, it's CBS. On, I thought it's on NBC. Okay, any it'll be on one of those. So obviously not getting any profanity, B profanity. Words. Um probably get A. Yeah. Um but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um I'm but right. it should be an inter entertaining experience, but I really wish and again, I hope all the stuff Jay-Z's doing pays off and he gets a chance to buy a potential team at some point. That's all and, I care about. And at that point, it'll be like Obama in the White House. What are you going to do now that you have a seat at the table? And I'm fairly optimistic that he'll do the right thing. Would he go out and hire Kaepernick by then? No. But maybe more stuff can change. So we'll see. But on the Dr. Dre tip, and we talked about this, I think, on a bonus episode um, before. Um, but Dr. J's daughter has been really quiet ever since. Same thing with Kirk Franklin's son. Uh, they got their 15 minutes of fame or whatever, and then they faded away. They faded back into obscurity. Uh, rightfully so. But in the situation with Dr. J's daughter, um, it had a lot of people divide as to how someone with obviously his resources, resources and wealth could have a child that is homeless. And how could he live with himself with his, you know, children being so in a tough spot? 
when you could easily give them $5 million and it not touch you. Um, so we wanted to kind of get more into, I guess, should the expectation in families that have wealth that the kids are straight no matter what, or should there be limitations in place that require them to figure life out without the security of the family wealth? And so as the mother, I'll let you go first. And I'm very curious to hear what you have to say as a woman, but we'll go from there. Wow. Okay. As the woman of the house, um, personally, I didn't have an issue with what Dre did. Um, if you go back to the story, if you pull up the articles and the interviews that the daughter gave, um, she was good up until, I guess, maybe the pandemic and pre the divorce um, proceedings getting started for Dre because Dre was supporting her life. So real quick, so I know where I'm going when you're done. Are we focusing on Dre's situation specifically or just people with wealth? I mean, both. Okay. I just I see you focusing on the Dre side. I just wanted to make sure if that was where you were going or if it was going to be somewhere else. All right, keep keep going. Okay. Do your thing. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, like she was fine as long as he was supporting her. Mm. And he had been supporting her basically her entire life. And her complaint was in the last year, he'd stopped. And in a year, a year's time frame, she went from living the high life, basically, to she didn't have a place to live. Her kids didn't have a place to live. She had no money. She had no job. She had she was paying like an exorbitant amount of money for a car she couldn't afford. Like she her life completely turned upside down because she had nothing. And Dre was just content with leaving her and her kids out in the street. And for me personally, I think about, even when I think about like how I grew up, like if I needed to come home, if there were issues or anything like that, and I needed my mom's support, she was there for me 1000%. But at the same time, there was an expectation for me to figure myself out. There's always an expectation for me to figure things out because I'm an adult. And regardless of the fact that I have a kid, she didn't have the kid. She didn't, you know, she was never like threatening to leave us homeless or anything like that. But there was always, and as long as I can remember, a stress to be able to take care of yourself, regardless of who's providing for you regardless of what's going on in your life. And so <laughs> so for me to read this read about the situation, I'm just thinking about the fact that up until a year ago, she had all the resources available that people dream of being able to give their kids. People dream of the type of connections that she had through her father, regardless of the relationship that she has with them. She still had access. And now, because we never figured out why he cut her off or what changed between them, mm -hmm. that he decided to cut her off. But that's not just an up, you know, out of the blue decision that a parent who's been supporting his kid their whole life, they just say, oh, no, I'm done. Now go live in the streets. That's failure on her part to recognize that one day her situation might change. Dre could have went bankrupt 10 years ago. I mean, it's like impossible at this point. <laughs> but he very easily could have sunk all this money into Beats by Dre 
and Beast by Dre didn't pop. And then it, he would have nothing, you know? Like, there are so many ways that the wealth that she was relying on could have just gone. And she had no way to take care of herself. She had no way to take care of her kids. Like, to me, that's stupid. That's poor planning. That's means you had no discipline with whatever allowance that he gave you. You didn't start any businesses. You didn't get any education. You didn't do anything for yourself to make sure that if your relationship with this man ever changed, you would be okay, that your kids would be okay. So that's not Dre's fault. Like, I don't care how much money a person has. The mindset that they're just supposed to continue to give and give and give just because they have it, that's not how wealth, generational wealth, is created and maintained. If everybody is just sopping from the well and nobody's doing anything to put back into it, to replenish it, the well is going to be empty eventually. So personally, uh, I don't feel bad for, I don't feel bad for people who end up in situations like that because at some point, like, yes, as a parent, you don't want to see your kids doing bad. But at some point, you have to cut the apron springs, strings and, uh, you know, let them figure stuff out on their own. Gotcha. Um, so I had two thoughts, and I, one has escaped me. Hopefully, it'll come <laughs> back. Um, so I agree. And I would say at the time uh, when I first heard, I would specify the Dr. Dre situation. At the time, I think we talked about it on here, I was pretty critical of the woman because, yes, 100%, it was a failure on her part. Uh, there was an opportunity she was afforded that little to almost no one gets that opportunity. But she had one and she squandered it. My critique of him comes in, if you, you should know your children and if you've never positioned your child to succeed, oh, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. So I'm glad it came back. Thank God. Um, so if you haven't positioned your child to succeed, then you shouldn't be surprised when you cut off the well and there's no life skills that have been put in place. Um, and I got a bunch of thoughts going through my head, so I'm going to try and work through this. So the first example I'll give you is Power. Power is a TV show. It's fictional. But the reality of the premise is there. Uh, at the end of the day, and if you haven't seen Power by now, that's too bad. Spoiler alert. Uh, Ghost had set up a fund, in essence, for Tariq. Mm -hmm. That basically, if you go to school and you get your four-year degree, you get this money. There was something that he put in place that required Tariq at a young age to work to obtain the wealth that existed. Yeah. From what I can understand from the Dr. Dre situation, and in a lot of these cases where I believe we see failure on the children that grow up to be absolute jerks and drug addicts or whatever they become, is that that's the missing piece. It's one thing to grow up with a silver or gold spoon in your mouth, but if you are conditioned to work or to appreciate the wealth and that it's not just given, it needs to be earned, I think those people can take an empire from one level to the next level. When you're not and there's that you do you lack that structure and that dis discipline, I think you end up with these situations. So the, the flip for me, and again, I'll use another TV example, is Hillary from Fresh Prince. I do not believe that if Hillary from Fresh Prince was to be put out into the workforce, say at 25, I think she would fail. 
I think Carlton might have been able to do enough because he got enough maybe through his schooling. Hillary would struggle. And they but grew she up didn't in- struggle. Like she it took her a while to figure out what she wanted to do. Like she dropped out of school, but eventually, like it was her and like loving to be in front of the camera, her loving herself that put her in a position to what news anchor or whatever, TV show, all of that stuff. Now, though, because of the affluence that her family had, that definitely afforded her a different opportunity. Right. But had you taken her out, if and if, like you said, if you took her out of that equation where they weren't rich and famous, well, they weren't rich, then she would have struggled. But if you're taking away the riches, that means they would have just been an average family and she would have had to figure it out. So what I, for me, what I expect when I see these children, like the Huxable kids, most of them, I believe, turned out pretty decent. Except Once, for Denise. <laughs> well, except she for Denise. struggled. She did. Um, but I think their sh- structure looked a certain type of way. Mm-hmm. I believe they had to work for things. They were taught good life lessons. And so to me, yes, Dr. Dre's daughter failed. And I've gone to school. I've went to college. And I've seen other a bunch of rich kids. People we went to high school with that in hindsight, I realized they actually had a lot of money growing up that I didn't really realize at the time. <laughs> and I see where some of them are today, and it's just like, how? how? You messed that up? Like, you, you should have been farther. But I think it comes from the structure of the environment. And so for that, to me, is where I put it on Dre. Somewhere, somehow, he allowed her to get, I think she's what, 30-something now? She's almost 40. Yeah. Somehow you allowed her to get all the way through almost her entire 30s on this allowance without developing some kind of structure. So for me to at, say she's 35, I don't know the numbers in my head. Say at 35, all of a sudden you're like, you know what? We're done. I don't believe he set her up to be successful. I would imagine at that point when you've had multiple children, that's my lifestyle now. You, I think you're asking a ton of someone to get out into the workforce who's never had to be in the workforce at late 30s, 40. Like so, that. So then, because I've had this debate a few times, especially when it was first going on. So the onus is on Dre to make sure that she learns when she, he didn't even raise her. Her mother did. Agreed. And, but if I am supporting you, mm-hmm. then yes, I believe there be, ha, you, as a parent, you should have some understanding of your child to recognize, I can't just pull. And I don't know, maybe there were conversations where it kept saying, I'm going to cut you off, I'm going to cut you off, I'm going to cut you off. But similar to how Ghost did, there should have been things put in place leading up to this cutoff that she had to hit certain benchmarks where maybe a certain amount of money was available to her. He has the money to put something in a trust that says, if you hit these benchmarks, you will have access to this amount of resources. But versus I'm just cutting you off period you're on your own and I would like to believe that they've had she he had to have some semblance of an idea of how much money she had saved but but then it's obviously we are never going to know the intricate intimate details of what their relationship was like but to my knowledge they didn't really have a relationship before this happened but and he was then, still paying right and then when the whole cutoff thing happened I did hear that the money that she had been living off of was money from a trust. 
that she'd had access to since she was, I guess, maybe 18 years old. And that whenever she needed anything extra, she was able to go through his network of people and get other things that she may have needed or wanted or whatever. Um, So in my mind, when I hear that, it's like, well, you had a set amount of money to begin with. If Mm -hmm. that's the case, you had a set amount of money to begin with. Excuse me. Um, If you didn't have, again, so if you don't have a relationship with Dre, and she never had a really good relationship with mm-hmm. him. Who else is supposed to take ownership in making sure that this young woman is able to support herself? Because regardless of when she got access to the money that she was spending, mm-hmm. she had a whole lifetime with her mother. And I think- But I can't aunt, put that on the kid. I don't know where that child support money would have went to. All I'm saying is that taking the money out of the equation she had a mother and she lived with her mother and from my understanding one of her aunts also helped raise her um so that tells me her mother's probably not the best influence so i don't like again i don't know the intricate details Mm -hmm. of this the you know this family situation but from what i understand her and dre have never had a really good relationship and again, when she needed something, she couldn't just call him straight up and say, hey, dad, can I get? She had to speak to a lawyer or, you know, yeah. some like a representative of Dre and they would approve or, you know, however they figured it out. So to me, someone else also took part in raising this young woman. But instead of being upset with the fact that she's, now almost 40 years old and she has no skills to maintain her lifestyle. There's nothing that she knows how to do to make the same money she was making. She was never going to be able to do that. No, she wasn't. But And and then instead of trying to figure things out, she goes to blogs and gossip magazines to bash her dad basically and shame him to get him to give her more money. Right, but that's a different conversation. So I agree that I I would I would put that in the box of desperation. When people get desperate, they'll do desperate things. We see it in society, we see it in social media, we see it in entertainment all the time. People will do some really whacked out stuff for fame. So that I'm not defending that, and I also don't want this to be taken that I'm completely absolving her of any responsibility. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is outside of money. I don't believe she was set up to be successful in the real world. Right, but that's not just Dre's fault. And I I don't, I'm not saying it's just Dre's fault, but your stance seemed to be like Dre did more than enough and that should have been it. And I don't agree with that. I think if he was constantly, whether she was going through to directly him or not, if he was still choosing to support her by whatever intricate means that they had set up, to then take that away, I believe he has a responsibility to have put things in place to make sure that she would be in a better position than she was. Nah, son. Like, our kids, for example, God forbid something happens to us, we're unable to, you know, see them past the age of 18. We've set up trusts for them. They get access to the trust at 18. They've gone to school. We put in place something the similar to ghost thing you get the money you can do whatever you want with the money 
it's your money to do whatever you want as long as you set the, you know, met the requirements to gain access to it. So in 15 years, the time that they get the money until they've completely gone through the money in 15 years and now they have nothing, no money, no business, no nothing. God forbid, I pray that that's not ever a situation with our own kids. What do you do at that point? But that's that's a different situation. We live with our kids. We're raising our kids. We're developing our kids. We're checking their homework. We're having the one-on-one conversations. We're showing them and teaching them things we, it sounds like this girl didn't get. So in that same scenario, imagine that hypothetically we hit the lottery. And so we were super rich, but we were strung out on drugs. We was out in the streets. Our kids were constantly with neighbors or family members and they weren't around. The likelihood of them, in they got bad grades. We didn't do anything about the bad grades. We didn't check the bad grades. We didn't set up parent conferences. And then because we were it's somewhat responsible enough, at 18, we said, yes, you're going to get some of this lottery money. I do not think that those kids would be set up to be successful when they got all that money. But it, so, again, if we're going to go back to the same whole topic of the village thing, we both know that none of the people in our familial circle will let our kids be failures. And we know that, I mean, we've talked That's about not, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that. The, the only people we've ever talked about taking over for us if something happened to us have been our parents. Our parents would not let our kids just fall right, off the scale. Th- th- that's and not go crazy. In, that's not an equivalent example for her because in the scenario we're talking about, she her, was raised by her mom and her mom failed her too. Correct. So you're putting the onus on the daughter. I'm saying this daughter, outside of the fact that Dre gave her money. She didn't learn life skills. But and but so the onus is on all of the adults in the situation. I agree, him included. Right. I, I didn't. I'm, I didn't say that. I. He has no responsibility at all. all and I'm if you continue to fund her lifestyle, and you have obviously you're not checking to see how she's performing in life, you could be enabling her. But maybe he wasn't continuing to fund her lifestyle. That's what I'm she, saying. He was. She was able to go through means to keep getting money up until the beginning of last year. But what if he, that stopped because the money in the trust ran out? That's not the way the art. That's not the way I've heard it reported. She was able to go and get to, money to get as more she needed. Money. Right. It wasn't that it was a fund in a set dollar amount. It was when I need something, I can go get it. And if I, if as a parent, I continue to give you that money. And I realize maybe I have to give you money a lot or I'm giving you large amounts and it keeps disappearing and I don't see any fruit of my money. At some point, I need to take a step back as a parent and say, where is the money going? And maybe, and but th- that's, again, that's probably part of the situation. We'll probably never know. And that to me is on the because parent. Because you don't typically just cut someone off out of the blue like that. So he probably was telling her like, you need to figure something out because this isn't going to continue to happen. But is it and just then, you need to figure something out or, hey, I did Apple. I've done Apple deals. I've done record deals. I'm going to put you in touch with my contacts and my people that will help groom you to do something. Because just saying, hey, you need to do better without helping guide someone that clearly needs guidance doesn't help the kid. So we know. <sighs> We'll stick with our own children. You didn't have a relationship with one of our kids. That's just because that's what it was. 
He didn't. Ha- it wasn't like he was having constant. This is a hypothetical. Yes. This okay. Is I'm like I do have a relationship. With it. Okay. Let's good. say when they get older, yeah. you don't have a relationship with one of our kids. Okay. The only time you talk about them or you hear about them is when I am speaking about them. Okay. Or they're speaking to me through you know you know like yeah. I'm the go between. They need something. Mm-hmm. And they need something so big that it's not something I can just give them by myself. Mm-hmm. So I come to you, mm-hmm. Mr. Man of the Household, to get the stamp of approval to give them whatever it is they need. Okay. But you have no relationship with them. Okay. You are not happy with their life. You, And this has been for years that you have no relationship with them. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you say what? But I've been continually giving them money over the years. Yes. Then I'm going to keep giving them the money. Well, you haven't been giving it to them. I have been giving it to them. I'm the go-between. That's not that's not the same situation. It is the same situation. The Instead of a lawyer, she, it's their mom. That's a that's totally different. <laughs> In a divorce, that can be completely different. <laughs> like I would be much more open probably to re- give the money to a lawyer than you. So if you come in, I'm definitely not giving it because I can't even guarantee. I mean, in that situation, they are. I don't know if they were ever married. He was never married to her mom. Right. And he never raised her. Right. They had no relationship. But he was funding it. So I believe he has a level of responsibility. It's the same thing if you have a kid in your home. Yeah. And he's strung out on drugs. And you know he's going to give you, he comes to you and say, I need money. And you give him money. And God forbid that child overdoses. A lot but of that's it, on you. But see, and that's the thing. I'm not doing that. You're not doing what? I'm not giving my kid money for But in this scenario, he did up until a year ago. So for from 18 to, say, 35, that's half her life. As an adult, he's been funding. Well, then maybe my stance is I'm not funding a grown adult. But if you did, then you have a level of responsibility in the outcome. And I think at that point, for him to, and I'm guessing this is what he was expecting, all right, now you need to go get a job. What, like, at 40, you're going to start your first job. You have no work history. You probably have no college education. But, but like, so again, if you've allowed it to go that long, you got to eat that. You don't have to eat you it. You don't have to. You're correct. You don't have to. You eat should it. eat that. You, you should have cut them. that off at like 25. No. Maybe 30. But, but that's what I'm saying. I don't believe he just up one day and decided, hey, I've been helping you your whole life. Now you're done. I believe he probably had been telling her for a long time, hey, get your stuff together. I don't know what you want to do. I don't know what you got to do, but start to try to figure your life out. Because one of the main things that she was saying when, you know, all of this was going on was she was complaining about the amount of money that his, are they divorced now? That his now ex-wife, um, the money that that woman was going to get should be going to her and her that, mom. That's nonsense. That's what she said, though. I know, but that's, and that's how she felt. And that one screams of entitlement to something that you didn't work for, Agreed. something that you didn't do anything. But why does she feel that way? And he she, created that culture. He, I don't. I'm just saying. I personally don't think that's all of the situation. I'm positive, like this, because who was it? Um. The Hiltons, Paris and Nicole. Yeah. 
they lived off their parents, you know, the mm -hmm. Hilton Empire for a really long time. Mm -hmm. But it's very well known, and I guess the rich folk community, that there's a thing in place that if you don't become some sort of successful business, mm -hmm. maintain your life, whatever, yeah. you don't get cut access off. to the family wealth after a certain age. You're really? cut off. And no, uh, who was it? Paris? She partied her way right up until it's the, time to straighten <laughs> until up. It's time to get her life together. And she's done well. And now she's like a DJ and she does all this other stuff. Like, I don't think that that's not a conversation, especially wealthy people we're talking about. But she was raised with the rich people. She wasn't raised by some poor parent. Either way, I don't that, think that makes that's a, a difference. I don't think that's a, a thing that just happens overnight. You don't just go from supporting someone their whole life to tomorrow you wake up and your bank accounts are empty. We talked about that on our last pod. That is what happens. At 18, you got to go. So even then, like most kids, they know at 18, I got to figure something out. Correct. I don't believe, and maybe she did, but even in that, okay, so you start telling your kid a year, you need to start applying for jobs. You need to start looking into the military. You need to get your grades up, all that. There's a bunch of kids that at 18 fail. So you can prep them, but if they're not ready, they haven't had real life experiences more times than not, especially black and a black woman at that with multiple kids is going to fail. And so she's going to make bad decisions, which is why she had the car she couldn't afford. That's normal for a 16, 18, 22 year old. I see people that join the military all the time. What they go do? Get a stupid expensive car. Kids do that. You got a bunch of money. We've seen all these teen hip hop stars grow up when they get money. They spend it like children. And to me, her life shows me she's not mature. She was not prepared for the life that she now has to live. And so she she definitely didn't make it any better for herself by going and talking to blogs. But I believe she was trying to chase a dollar. And that's probably all she knew to try and make money. And I wouldn't be surprised if her mom and her aunt or whatever was coaching her to, hey, that money's cut off. We got to do something. And maybe if we guilt him, we can get that the, the faucet turned back yeah, on. Yeah, the wrong one. And But that's the thing. Like, I could see if they had a different relationship. I would under be more under, I guess, yeah, I guess that's the better way to put it. I would be more understanding if Dre was a part of her life, if he had done more fatherly duties. Like, I'm not giving him father of the year award. Like, he don't deserve none of that. But what I'm saying is she had no relationship with this man. And, like, again... I'm under a very strong belief that she knew eventually this money wasn't going to be her cushion anymore. And that's where we disagree. Nothing about the way she handled this situation tells me she knew she was about to get cut off. So you really believe Dre just woke up one day and said, hey, don't give her anything else. I mean, I think it could have been a situation we see a lot of times where we do this. We tell our kids, hey, you do this one more time. This is going away. And they do it again, and they don't go away. Hey, if you do it one more time, I'm going to get you. And then they do it again. And it's over and over and over. So, yeah, through the years, she probably said, yo, get your life together. I'm cutting it off. And then she would go behind the scenes and get some more money. And, hey, man, we ain't even got a relationship. I don't even rock with you like that. Work with my people. I'm sick of dealing with this. And she'd go right back and come again. And I'm sure that, that, that I believe, probably went on for a lot of time. 
And I'm guessing the amount of money she was given was a decent enough to support her for a little bit. And so it wasn't happening all the time. He wasn't seeing it all the time. And for him, it wasn't probably a big deal. But eventually he said, all right, I'm done. And he was actually done. And I think, again, I think that's on him. Because when you've set up a pattern where the kid knows, yeah, you're mad now, but you'll get over it. And I'll be able to go watch TV. I'll be able to go do whatever it is that I do once you calm down a little bit. But then you're actually serious. When you've developed this habit and this system, I think that's on the parent. And I've said that with our situation. We have to stop being saying we're going to discipline. And then because our lives are busy, we don't stick to the discipline. Mm -hmm. That's on us. And I believe a lot of this is on him. I believe he gave her financial support, but he didn't do anything else to make sure that she was prepared for life. Neither did her mother at all, 100%. And I put the onus more on her mother than on Dre because she lived in the household. But I'm guessing from what I can tell, the mother didn't know better. And so then she, you add the daughter had kids, which becomes a whole different conversation. And it's a mess. But I believe if he was funding it, there's a certain level of responsibility he has as the person funding. Mm. Yeah, we can agree to disagree. Fair enough. <laughs> so then like, when you start talking about that level of wealth, again, the issue becomes Dre's got the kind of money that you can't just spend in overnight. But you could very easily in a generation, it'd be gone. If you're supporting everybody, if everybody is coming mm -hmm. to you, if you are the well, at what point you, the person, say, hey, I don't have a problem with giving you money, but I'm not going to continue to give you money if you're not doing anything with the money that's going to make you money. I'll invest in you. I'll invest in your business. But if it continuously becomes me investing in something that never pays off any kind of profit, I'm not going to continue to do that. And a big part of the conversation that people were having when this situation came to light was, he's got all the money in the world, like, just give it to her. You don't want to see your grandkids out on the street, all this, this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. But regardless of all of that, if you continue to just support everybody, that money goes away. So I mean, I think there's levels to it. Um, I agree. And I think that's the case for like rich people, not wealthy people. Like Dre's Dre. The Diddy's, the Dre's, the Jay-Z's, that level of people, the Kanye's. Yes, you can't fund a ton of people. And that, when you start talking about aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas and second and third cousins, yeah. <laughs> we've gone too far. But when we're talking spouse, daughter, he, this is just me, he could put on some BS payroll and give her 10 grand a month. At $120,000 a year, now she might need to move out of LA. She might need to move to somewhere, maybe, I don't, I don't know where she need to move. But she can move somewhere else and Dre would not see that $10,000 a month. He would not care that he spent $120,000 a year given to his daughter. And all she, and that's if he, she did absolutely nothing. 
But if you do employ her or put her in contact with someone and say, hey, as long as you keep showing up to work, this will keep coming. Cool. But at least in this situation, she was working for DoorDash. So it leads me to believe she was at least willing to work. Employ her somewhere. And then just stipend her. And then you can now look the thing, you can 1099 or whatever you want to do. I think there were a lot of other alternatives between I've been supporting you for from 18 to say, I'm just making this number up for perfect. It should be older than this to 35. And now, you know what? We good. You can't come to me no more. I think there's a huge middle ground with his wealth and where she is with those kids that they could have met. And the fact that they have no relationship, I think that obviously plays a huge part. But I think there was a miss there, and I fought all the parties involved. But I think he does get especially Drake because he's. I think he does get a bigger part because he funded it. If he would have cut her off at 22, 25, I I don't really have much to say because that's one thing. But when you've funded it for almost twenty years, and now all of a sudden you're tired of it, I, I don't think that's fair to her. But again, that goes back to my point: is I just think it's more to the story. Then he just decided one day to wake up and say, "Nah, you can't have anything else." Like, and that, that could doesn't be doesn't make any sense. Mm. It just doesn't. Hair. Anyway, yeah, it just it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me personally. Fair enough. Um, well, we would love to hear y'all comments. Love to hear what y'all think about this situation or situations in general, where you know parents have, in essence enabled their kids for a while and then they finally get tired of it uh can't wait for succession to come back that kind of talks you know that's gonna be um, so good on that and sometimes you get kids that are a little too ambitious <laughs> um, that, that presents a whole different conversation uh but again thank y'all for rocking with us episode 32 down uh, episode 33 on the way um in life things happen you have the power to choose what you do we just talked about that please choose wisely but Always bet on you. And if you've been blessed by us, go ahead and bless us, especially with this fourth child on the way. Uh, <laughs> cash apps there, been scrolling at the bottom, um, as well as other means. Uh, we can probably talk about cash app, Venmo, and all those things yeah. and the changes that they're making. But I don't know. Maybe we got to figure something else out. Uh, well, we're going to take it and we'll just get taxed on it because we're law abiding citizens that do the right thing. Oh, um, yeah. We are. Um, I don't break any laws anymore. Those days are long gone. Uh, So we love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Until next time.